BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business, learn something, laugh at something. (laughs) On today's podcast, we are doing the pivot. The pivot? So now what? What are we doing now? Exactly. As usual, (laughs) I'm joined by my good friend, Danny DeVilla. What's up, people? How are we all doing out there today? You know, restaurants have some work to do. Yeah. I mean, last week we did back to work. We did. Now it's the now what? Now it's the now. Now (laughs) Now, it's the now. Now what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had found out last week that, you know, we are starting to go back to work and people are having their meetings and that's what we kind of talked about going into play. Yeah. This week, it's a reality. I mean, we all, neither one of us has gone back to work yet, so we haven't, we'll have to revisit that at another point, what it is like in there. Yeah. But we have all been told what our assignments are. Correct. And, you know, there are restrictions, I'm sure, for each city that does, quote unquote, open up. Mm-hmm. Restaurants would be in limited capacity if, you know, depending on the inside, outside. Uh, so a recap for us uh, so far, you know, everything's uh, a moving target. Uh, if, uh, if you want to tell us about that. OK, so what I found out is. Uh so inside restaurants, there's 50% occupancy. Mm-hmm. Um, 50. 50%. But that includes your staff. <laughs> okay. So whatever your full occupancy for the restaurant inside, like, like let's say you, your restaurant, seat, like you know that little thing that says seats this amount of people. Mm-hmm. So let's just say like, it's like 200, right? Okay. So if you have, let's say 30 or four employees at one time going in there, you're only allowed 70 more people. That's interesting. Yeah. That's that's the okay. It's a total combined, okay. not not just staff and then fifty percent occupancy. Yeah, that's thorough. So I found that I thought that was very interesting. I thought inside was twenty five percent. Um, they were going to do twenty five, but we started off at fifty. It's, okay. it's, I think that's why they wait. I don't know. If, you know, I think Miami is twenty five. Is that the deal? I haven't checked in Miami yet. Um. Because I remember when we were all reading about it, when we were going through all this, they said it was just going to be 25 for the soft open. And then, okay. and then but it, it said it's 50. But I think, so really it almost is 25 though when you think about it. Because, you know, you, when you take away your staff, you're still almost taking away half of the people you're allowed in the building. Yeah. <laughs> in, including like kitchen staff and all that all stuff? All that, yeah. Just oh, people wow. as a whole. Managers, yeah. the whole mm-hmm. shebangabang. Exactly. Okay. And then, uh, and then outside is just six feet apart. So if you have a good outside imprint, you mm-hmm. could, you're pretty 
you're in better hands than most. So then the, we have some challenges that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Right. So how to get people in the door, how to maximize profits and things like that. Absolutely. So in this episode, we'll take a look at some of the things that you could do as an establishment to remain profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the pivot. That's the now what. And some uh, some businesses uh, do it better than others. Absolutely. You know? And as servers, we're not traditionally uh, worried about the numbers. No. You know, and the business side of things. But uh, the truth is... Uh, you have to at this point. We have to at this yeah. point, you know. I mean, because it's going to be... You're, you're wor- what you're more worried about is how the business is going to run efficiently and what you're dealing with as far as what, what affects us more directly is how many people are going to be on staff, how many people, you know, a section smaller or bigger or, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to run with just your stronger people to, you know, to start you off, to get you into that, to get you into that groove or however it's going to work. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm down with the quote unquote stronger people, you know. No, no, you, absolutely. You should have people. Yeah. You know, if if you have strong and, and weak people, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, that just points to something else. But that's a, a show for another day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, being a, in the restaurant business as long as we have, uh, you know, we, we're immersed in, uh, in the business and I, we both have, I mean, at least for me, I have family members and friends that own restaurants, mm-hmm. right? So I'm on the show a few times. <laughs> true, true, true. Not, not my family member that owns, but... Um, and uh, I was discussing some of the challenges coming up for restaurants with... Uh, with a cousin of mine in Canada and uh, she pointed me to a few examples of restaurants that have pivoted, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and and the pivot is, I find more tailor made for some than others, you know, because uh, if you're going to do a takeout model, um, I, I, I feel I could be wrong that, that, that excludes a certain, a level of restaurants, whether you want to say, quote unquote, a higher level of restaurant yeah. and things like that, because you can only charge so much for food. Mm-hmm. You're, the rest of it is ambiance and things like that. Exactly. So how, what and, is it that, and, the, and you know, and we've always said this, the, the, one of the biggest things in a restaurant, you know, what keeps you floating is that bar. Yeah. So a lot of your profit margin comes from the bar. True. Food can keep your doors open. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But your profit, your true profits come from the bar. So without people sitting relaxing and enjoying themselves mm-hmm. how do you really make real money yeah it's a, like you used to uh you talking about when we used to work and let's say you have a four table section yeah you used to um liken that to an arm or a leg exactly you know? so if somebody has one of your tables mm-hmm. that's a leg exactly you know so taking away one of the legs of uh you know or one of the arms that reach into the pockets that's that's, that's huge absolutely so the bar is almost two legs, oh, yeah. you know, in my opinion, because you could serve food at the bar mm-hmm. and you serve drinks that are, you know, higher profit and things like that. Um, so, you know, she told me one of the restaurants she told me about was uh, June Baby. Okay. So among others. And I took a look and, and they they're doing a very good job in the pivot, in my opinion. So I don't have a before. I don't have the benefit of knowing what What business they had before COVID. So I can't do like a complete case study Mm -hmm. on them. But, um, you know, I noticed that there were some things that uh, they did well and, you know, and executed well from, you know, takeout to retail and things like that. So kudos to them, you know. And uh, I feel like if you have a successful brand, 
you can you can maximize and you not maximize, but you can you can parlay that into some other things. Absolutely. You know, and uh, as a successful brand, you can you could you can use retail merchandise to boost your bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, um, takeout is uh, I don't want to say it's tricky or, or anything like that, because you're still going to be executing a certain amount to, to do the food and things Absolutely. like that. So then are you looking into um, packaging to to increase the, the perceived value? Yeah. You know, how do you how do you as a higher end place is the challenge? Yeah, I mean, that is the real challenge. Like, how do you put that package and make it have that same presentation mm -hmm. in a to-go box? Is the real question. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, I guess there's multiple ways, but I still haven't, you know, I have not, because... We've, we everything's going to the form of where we live out in South Florida. It's very eco conscious. Yes. So it's hard to make a, a beautiful presentation in a paper box. <laughs> yeah, but it's the paper box that you buy. You True. know, like yeah. you want it to be cost efficient. Absolutely. Because what are you doing with that paper box afterwards? Mm -hmm. So is the perceived value going to be with the bag? You know, when you. When you shop at high-end stores, the bags are luxurious. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're big and oversized, and they have, you know, uh, I I forget if it was Saks or, or Macy's or Lord and Taylor back in the day that had those, you know, decadent bags and yeah. things like that. Um, the boxes can be a little bit more sturdy. Mm -hmm. You know, when you buy things from certain stores, and absolutely, you know, Apple Store does a really good job. They have they have a great presentation and yeah. things like that. But how much does that translate into what you're accomplishing with food? True, that's you know, that's a huge. Uh... So for me, I feel like when the packaging, I think the higher end places need to pay attention to the functionality of what that package mm -hmm. does. Does it keep the food? Hot. Remember the McDLT, the hot yeah. side, hot, and the cool side, cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think maybe that, in addition to maybe a nice, beautiful bag, mm -hmm. maybe perhaps a reusable bag, something like that. that. Yeah, uh, a bag that keeps things hot. Uh, one of the challenges, almost for like me, you mean like a thermal bag. Like yeah, like a thermal bag. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know how much those cost, or if you can I mean, recycle I, them. I, or, I think they're almost. Them. I mean, they're for. I don't think for a restaurant they're super cost effective, but. As a whole, you know, you see them every year for like a dollar or, you know, something like that. So they're not out of the realm of being cost effective because if you can sell something for a dollar, it means you're not making, it means you can't be mm -hmm. the bottom line. It can't be too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have to put, you know, you got to put your emblem or whatever you want to call on it. Yeah. Your, your you to give it, to give a little your more brand. favor. Your, your brand. brand. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, but it, it, it all matters that if you're paying attention to the food, the next thing is to how that food is being presented, yeah. presented whether it's on a plate or in a box or, or you know, if you want to imagine your family or friends, because the next thing to do is figure out how are you going to celebrate if you're not going to celebrate in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So we're starting there. Um are you going to have the boxes be able to be laid out? Can the boxes be eaten from? You know, like Chinese boxes, they're... Yeah, they're, you know, they're, 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 they make sense, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're designed to be the plate. Exactly. Most people just mm -hmm. scoop them into a plate, but, you know... You can eat right out of the box, Chinese all day. Yeah, you can also unfold them. Mm -hmm. You can also them unfold up. them and yeah. things like that. So it's... it's it's And that's a more, great little presentation right there. That's quality... I mean, as a branding, that's for something that's very generic but we've all seen it and it's across the board for them 
Yeah, but I feel like one of the challenges is uh, also you you also have to teach people yeah. how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's a demonstrated thing for the most part. It's not really intuitive. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that? And um, so as a whole skill set, you know, sales and, and, and all that, like the sales funnel is is a it, it presents an, another challenge challenge and another level of thinking you know it's not as passive as you may think you know so uh there are ways to sell merch that uh can be done poorly Mm -hmm. and and uh and easily dismissed as oh it doesn't work yeah you know so i feel like when you're um when you have to learn to uh go outside your wheelhouse it has to be done mindfully so Okay, retail. If you just say, "Oh, we're gonna put some shelves up or and put some merch on the thing," it's not gonna sell itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, t-shirts and hats and things like that. Those are lifestyle items. True. You know, and uh, the minute you start thinking about it as lifestyle items, you're going to you're gonna start thinking about colors and trends mm-hmm. and designs and things like that. And they can all be simple and should be simple, but they also have to be on brand mm-hmm. and presented in a lifestyle way instead of just a you know a flat picture, yeah, or just displayed in a case and things like that. Those are passive things that very few um, places, any retail place, is able to have success with. So you have to expand your mind and think: How can we get this lifestyle brand, which is what you're diving into? Mm-hmm. And they could be very profitable. Yeah, you know we're not going to get into like the, the nuts and bolts of um, uh, of how you want you to get your your t shirts um, supplied and things like that. But there is some uh, margin with on demand printing versus screen printing. Uh, there's obviously layout and things like yeah. that, and then the on demand you'll you'll most likely end up selling online only. And then obviously the screen screen printing, you could, you know, house them and things exactly. like that. And the screen printer will offer you um, more margin, but then you're spending thousands of dollars to, to stop little skews and things yeah. like that. Correct. You know, upfront. So um, the best margins I find uh, for, for um, selling online are, are digital products. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have recipes and things like that that they can buy or a cookbook, pictures, photos, I should say, um, music. The restaurant can certainly package those things. And once you, you go into producing them, they're repeatable. You can, you can download them. You can sell them. You can promote them. And mm-hmm. they're going to make you the, that, the, you know, that truly passive income that could help you boost your bottom line. And uh, so those are things that you know you can look at you know also it has to be on brand you're not going to just say hey we're gonna you know yeah you can't just jump in there and start (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're gonna put this music together or this this, you know (laughs) like a like a 1-800-411-PAIN kind of commercial yeah it has to be be cohesive you know it has to be cohesive so let's talk about in the restaurant like what what for your restaurant like you guys you do a great uh buffet Okay, mm-hmm. buffet style brunch on one day a week. Yeah, <laughs> what are your challenges, and what are you guys doing to change that up? Because I know we can't do buffets at least as of yet. Yeah, well, I mean, 
uh, for the Sunday brunch buffet, uh, a part of the reason why they do a buffet because um, it was a, a visual feast as yes, well. Absolutely, you know, as a physical feast, and you could see the crab legs, you could see the mm-hmm. shrimp, you can see all the items, and uh, that isn't necessarily the issue. The issue is congregating. Yeah, you know. Getting up and yeah, exactly. self-service and, how and you're things gonna, like and that. That's where the true issue lies. Is, yeah, That's where the true issue lies. Um, so we are pivoting to keeping the brunch. However, it's going to be plated and family style. So okay. the menu is going to be um, expanded. So all the items that we do offer are going to be there. And then you order and then we bring out the quantities mm-hmm. and things like that. So our challenge is now how do we – the challenges is now how do we – Make it a feast for the eyes, exactly in a family style. You know, that's what I was going to try to. I was trying to touch on like, how do we exactly? How do you see? Does the guest come in? Are they going to still see something, or is it just going to be a visual, or just going to be in the menu form? As that, far as you know, I mean, I know, I know, we're not there yet, so we're going to figure that out when it happens. Again. As long as they're not eating it, uh, there's got to be a display. Yeah. Okay. You know, there has to be a display. That's that's what sells. You know, exactly. there's pictures on the menu. There's a display at a buffet. There's mm-hmm. a display in the window before you you go somewhere. And so, yeah, they'll probably do that. But then there's where's the display? Probably in the front as you go by, mm-hmm. rather as you're kind than of walking you're having, in. yeah, rather than having to come up and congregate around exactly. this thing. Or is it a centerpiece? Uh, I'm not privy to that. Gotcha. Um, information, yeah, that information. But I am working this brunch Sunday, so <laughs> we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I'm not expecting much, but um, you know. Yeah, let's talk about expectations for restaurants in general. What what should you expect? Where do you think the boom is going to lie? Do you think it's going to be let's let's play uh, let's play weatherman? I guess as you could say, or, or uh, <laughs> let's play the prediction. Yeah, game. exactly. The so, prediction machine says that. Um, uh, <laughs> a, a, any of the above is is possible. You can have a boom where it's not busy, but it's busy for what you you can get. Yeah. You know, especially the fact that, you know, we went for, you know, some sidewalk drinks uh, last week. Yeah. Because honestly, I can speak for myself being in the four walls. I I can I can handle that. Mm -hmm. However, sometimes you just want to be out. Yes. I feel like it's for, for me, it's really it's the social aspect of it. You know, you're going out. There's other people out. Mm -hmm. And. And that is what you miss in the end is just kind of being around people. You can be apart from people, yeah. but being around people is still a good thing. Yes. I mean, and that makes – and then, um, yeah, like to, to that kind of degree, you're going to have – that's kind of – I feel like as I was going to start off is you might get an initial boom, as you want to say, you know, for those kind of restaurants that are right there mm-hmm. at those accessible places. But I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be more of a, a slower output. And then, because once everybody, I feel like once everybody starts to get back into their own routine of work and everything else, yeah. then two weeks into that, when they start getting checks is when they'll start going out on a more regular basis and you'll see more of a a regular a regular kind of feel to it. So that's my as, prediction. Uh, and that's that's a valid prediction. And and jumping off of that, seeing as you, you sparked my, my uh, imagination... I can't imagine that lunch is going to be busy because no. they're, you know, everybody's home. Yeah. Not everybody, but most people, people are, are home, home working. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have, if you have kids, if you have, you know, cause kids haven't gone back to school yet and there's not gonna be, there's no school for the rest of the year. So yeah. 
those parents that have kids or that are working from home already, you know, it's you can't just say, hey, let's go back out to lunch. You know what I mean? Now, there are going to be people, there's still going to be business people that go to work and, you know, they, they started slowly going like half days or, you know, and then you'll have that, but it won't be a full influx of people. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's going to be a challenge for lunch and then dinner. Um, you know, it's going to be, it, it won't, it won't be the same, but it'll be, it'll be something. I think it'll be something. People they don't want to cook. No, I mean, you know, they wanted the same old delivery and things like that. They want to branch out because a lot of places that they get delivery is limited, right? Exactly. So once uh, a place opens up, they, they want to get back to that place, mm-hmm. you know. Then now, that- my place is, is doing a limited menu. Speaking of limited, limited. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're starting with a limited menu. Are you guys doing the same or are you guys um, – We have to because the supply chain is uh, – Exactly. Is, is a it's little diminished. bit uh, different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we do a lot of seafood mm-hmm. and um, – so I'm not sure what that entails as far as like the, the purveyors, how often do the fishermen go out and things like that? Are they going to put their neck out there to, to you know, supply? Them? I think at first, as, as restaurants start to create the demand, I think that's going to create the supply chain Absolutely. You know, moving again. But you don't need a bloated menu. You know, no. like in the end. Simplicity sells. I always felt like at least our menu could be pared down. Mm-hmm. It was never that big to begin with. At least when I started, it was a little bit bigger. It could be pared down even more. But um, you know, I—that's I, just me. I'm a—I'm a simplistic. Like, well, a, you know, like a—I mean, I remember watching, you know, even Gordon Ramsay, the guy who's famous for taking over restaurants. The first thing he'll tell you is, "Give me something you can make quality every time, and they'll come back for it." Yes, and that, so you got to find that niche. Yeah. So segueing into something quality that you do every time, that's another way of uh, of packaging something absolutely to 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 boost your your line. Like let's say you you do a good sauce and everybody mm-hmm. knows, like, you know, you that's, can you can sell that sauce in your in your in your restaurant. You exactly, know what I mean? and that's huge. That's huge. You could create a pantry with like two or three strong items that um, have a good stable stable shelf mm-hmm. um, to, that are stealth sh- shelf and, and stable. That, and that can go say. both ways. That could be in-house and it could be online. In-house and online. And you can you can almost treat your um, your restaurant, physical restaurant, as a fulfillment center. Mm-hmm. You know, order online, pick up in store. Yeah. You know, for those uh, that sauce that you maybe you're making something at, at home. And you know that this place has that banging barbecue sauce or that banging, um, you know, bread or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and you go order it and you pick that up because you're making that stuff anyway. Yeah. You'd prefer them to 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 consume it on property, ideally, that you can upsell them on, you know, drinks while they wait and things like that. But if you can't, every every penny helps at this point. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, if you want to, you know, expand the retail space because you're limited on customer capacity, you know, I would I would do that in, in between. For me, if you're separating tables instead of just having empty space that's not monetized, mm-hmm. I would put a little uh, display case, you know, okay, yeah. that separates people. But visually, they can be enticed by what your offerings are mm-hmm. and uh, using using space wisely, using space wisely improve your online interface which i can't believe is uh you know very i can be scary for for some some people but that's the way you got to do it mm-hmm. like you know you you have to have an online presence to be able to to be searchable 
and have people order things and uh, the details matter, you know. So if you're clever on your packaging and your, your, your brand, um, maybe you can pair things like you're ordering something online for food. You can upsell them with pairing them with a wine, mm-hmm. pairing them with a beer that goes well with that. Boom, click, click. They come pick up everything. Thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it takes that thought, that sales funnel to get into that suggestive selling. Absolutely. Just as if they were in, it, in being your, told by your solar your server or yeah. Correct. You know. And uh you know, there 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 may be if if there's an uptick, let's say you want to say that some restaurants are gonna die, right? Which they are. That means that there's opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. And if you have like you can monetize things, if you want to take the from the airline industry, right? Mm-hmm. They monetize everything now. Um, when I used to travel back in the day, uh, the exit row wasn't wasn't a thing. Yeah, you know, it was <laughs> like a throwaway um, item that uh, they almost had to convince you to take. Absolutely, you know, because it didn't have a. It wasn't as comfortable. It didn't have a bulkhead that that had a thing that that was in front of you to pull down yeah. and things like that. But then they 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 flipped it and made it more space. They made it more space because they took away space exactly. and added seats. Mm-hmm. So then, and then they monetized it because then, when people wanted to go for the more space, they said, "Hey, there's an opportunity here. Yeah. So why not do the same thing in the restaurant business, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you can, uh, if you're on a wait. You know, I think uh, that's one of the the kudos I want to give to um to that uh, restaurant that we mentioned. Where is it? June Baby. Okay. You know. Um, I think they're doing if you if there's a wait of maybe 20 minutes to four, like a half hour or more or something mm-hmm. like that, you can hold your place in line for five dollars. Oh, I okay. would do that for my whole party. Yeah. You know, to be able to think. But you got to be you got to be strict, especially now with, yeah. um, you know, with restrictions on tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not pulling that BS where one person shows up. Yeah, and no. other you got to be. Everybody's got to be here. Everybody has to be here. Yeah, but then where do you wait? Exactly. You know, because if you if you're limited on bar space, maybe you can you're monetize. Limited on, you're limited on, on room and space space in general. Yeah. Yes. And uh, maybe you can monetize bar space. Maybe you can hold bar space mm-hmm. for you know for two bucks. You know what I mean, or five bucks. Um, it, that those those are things that are are very uh, are good questions to to answer you know and would you pay you know five bucks to to uh, hold your place in line to hold your place in line sure yeah you know so the things that are kind of pain points whether it's a weight or i don't know you know how how much your food is jump the line i don't know whatever your pain point is Mm -hmm. if you can solve that with a small fee i think people are going to go for it yeah so and those little things add up quick they they do, but they add up in general. Like yeah. maybe maybe five dollars for every, you know, uh, ten parties, something like that. Yeah, you know, every eight to ten parties, for you add up five dollars. It's per per week, per month, per year. Like, even if it was even happened five times or ten times a day, that's still that extra amount of money that you weren't having just for something as simple as that. And now money ain't extra. Exactly. Yeah, so you're relying on that. Mm-hmm. So you're relying on, on on enforcing that and keeping that, having that as your standard, as your norm, because before it was a little bit, um, 
challenging to to tell people to be stern with parties and there was some kind of abuse yeah. going on in the restaurant business with well the, you know, well the good thing is with parties in general at least here you can't have more than a party of six i thought it was five i i thought i'm pretty sure it's six i think it's uh, i think it's the largest you can go is six okay that's what the guideline says okay um okay yeah but but then you're I was referring to more of like making reservations yeah. and not canceling them and mm-hmm. things like that. Without twenty four, you can monetize that as well, you know, uh, because oh, you can definitely do that. Your 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 life, your business life depends on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, you don't know? show up, I think, and I'm pretty sure people that do reservations, like you guys do reservations, I can't see why you wouldn't say, "Hey, we're holding a credit card. If you're not here, and we'll give you that thirty minute window, mm-hmm. it's automatically twenty five dollars on your credit card, or yeah. something like that." You know what I mean? Just because. You have a business to run. Yeah. You don't want them doors to, you know, that exactly. cancellation fee, you know, whatever the case may be. So. And I think that, and that's not a lot of money, but that's enough money to make sure your party is there and on time. Wow. On time. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> on time. And I'm interested. I really am interested to have your idea uh, to, for you to share your ideas with us. Um, if uh, you you have something that you'd like us to share with others that can help our industry, uh, please. Uh, or, or or experiences because some people have been, you know, we, we, we do this everywhere. So there's certain places in the world that are, have been open longer than others. And you might already be a little ahead of the curve. So let us know what's going on out there. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, my email is, uh, our email is at the, is themodernwaitergmail.com. And my Instagram. He is was straight at on the Instagram. The modern, See how he jumped right into the Instagram. At the. <laughs> yeah, man. At the Modern Way to Podcast. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. And uh, we always um, re- respond to your, your communications. We love hearing from you. It's why we do this. We do this for you each and every week. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. I'm Danny Davila. Don't forget to subscribe, 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 people. We will see you next week. Later. Bitch, highly explosive before I wrote this pen and pad.